This is Mark Hello and welcome once again to Gunshots Straight from the Hip. I'm Mark Gunn. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not reflective of anyone else. Today's episode, Questions for White America or Ducking, Dodging, Deception. Over the last few weeks, in light of the black student protests at the University of Missouri and other college campuses, and the recent terrorist attack in Paris, I've seen the rise of a new kind of focus within black America, and I love it. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. You know how it goes. Usually when we Negroes get a little uppity for asserting our right to not be subjected to racism, there's a bit of an uproar. We argue with white folks and then something else comes along to distract us from the conversation. Enter the ISIS attack on Paris. Once again, we've seen an outrageous attempt to terrorize innocent civilians. This is an attack not just on Paris, it's an attack not just on the people of France, but this is an attack on all of humanity and the universal values that we share. The usual epic outrage was there, as were the patriotic tough guy keyboard warriors wanting to take them out. Every Muslim is a terrorist. Here, right now. Shut your mouth. Sorry. I don't want to hear your mouth. Oh, I'm done with you, sir. Everything that I will do, everything that I can do, to keep you from doing what you're doing, will happen. That will happen. And a national sense of empathy. Americans were falling all over themselves, changing their Facebook profile pictures to the French flag in a show of solidarity. And woe be unto anyone that didn't because you weren't being a, quote, good American. After all, France is one of our oldest allies. I get that, and I do empathize with them. You see, this is usually the time when we're all supposed to put everything else aside for the good of the country. But that didn't happen. What I saw was something just as powerful. I saw black folks on social media refuse to let the conversation be diverted. We weren't done talking about the acts of terrorism we've endured since we were brought here. Damn it, we had questions and we wanted answers. Questions like, where were the flags for Nigeria or Kenya? Didn't they deserve our compassion? Where were the flags for those who were murdered during the Black Wall Street Massacre or Rosewood? If you don't know about them, Google them. Where were the flags for the nine black worshippers that were brutally murdered by the racist animal who had the nerve to pray with them? Oh, yeah, I forgot. There was that whole load of crap with the Confederate flag. Today, we are here in a moment of unity in our state without ill will to say it's time to move the flag from the Capitol grounds. The rebel flag remained high, padlocked into place, untouchable without an override by two-thirds of the state legislature. I suppose that's something. There's a whole host of questions that we are asking white America. Questions we've been asking, but getting answers seems to be damn near impossible. Now, I'm going to ask them anyway, but fair warning, some of them will offend some people. Question one. Why do so many of you seem to have a hard time believing that racism is still a problem in this country? Have you had your heads buried so far in the sand that you've deluded yourselves into thinking that if I don't see it, it doesn't exist? Do you think, and I don't know how many times I've heard this, that just because Oprah is one of the most powerful women in media, and that so many of us have excelled at whatever field of endeavor, that racism is officially over? 
Oh, and the whole we have a black president thing is kind of cute, too. Let me guess. The Supreme Court said it was no longer an issue. And yet, here we are. Our problems didn't start in Ferguson. This is a veil that has been over this country. And um, I think we are moving, but there's a lot of people that are marginalized. And if you're not black, it's very difficult to empathize with what happened. Question two. What the hell is the race card? And why do you always accuse us of playing it whenever we air our legitimate grievances? Is it a tool that you use in a feeble attempt to delegitimize any conversation about race? Those of us who are victims of white supremacy, social injustice, economic inequality, and racism? President no. Obama, baby. Let me tell you what. One black man in public housing in D.C. does not solve the problems of African-American culture across the board. He is an extraordinary figure who represents what we can be, but we know at the same time that Obama is here, Oscar Grant is being murdered, black people are still in prison at disproportionate rates. Question three. Why are some of you thinking that I'm playing it right now? Do you have any idea of how comical that concept is? Question four. Why is it your first instinct to yell, what about black-on-black crime, whenever the history of white-on-black crime is discussed? After all, there's over 400 years of it to talk about. By the way, what about white-on-white crime? Where's the white leadership? Number five. Why does racism seem to be a zero-sum game to some of you? Is it your mindset that for every bit more equity that we get as black people, you as white people lose something? I remember an interview during the 2008 election season where this little old white lady actually said, I'm afraid if he wins, the black will take over. Question six. What have you lost in your being white? Is it something that you were brainwashed into thinking that you had but never had in the first place? Question seven. I've heard quite a few of you say, We've come to take our country back. Back to what? When has there ever been a time when America was perfect? Could it have been when Negroes were second-class citizens? Oh, oh, wait. Some of you act like we still are. Question eight. Why do some of you actually form your lips to say that, quote, race relations were better before Obama came along? Better for whom? Can you honestly tell me when, throughout the course of history, race relations in America have ever been good? Oh, they've improved, but they're not anywhere near where they need to be. Question 9. This is a hard one now. Why do you deny that white privilege exists? Does white privilege exist? Absolutely. What is it? It's the ability to have our kids playing in a park and play with a toy gun and not get shot. Do you think white privilege exists? Definitely. It's basically um, a ticket to anything that everybody else is excluded from because of your skin color. Do you think you benefit from that? Absolutely. How so? I can expect to be treated respectfully and I can expect to be taken for who I am without people thinking about my skin color often. Um, it's fucked up. Oh, and when it comes to jobs, did you hear the one about the young black woman who submitted her resume to several companies and never got a call back because her name, quote, sounded black? However, when she resubmitted the exact same resume to the exact same companies with a slight alteration of her name, the offers poured in. A young Latino named Jose did the exact same thing when he changed his name to John. Same results. Why do you think that is? Question 10. Why will some of you really get offended because of these questions? Why will you see this as a personal attack on you and not as a chance to really do some collective soul-searching? 
Why is it so hard to look in the mirror? I mean, really look and ask what it is as a white person you could do to make things a little better. Don't look to me or any other person of color to tell you. You've known what the problems are for centuries, and if you're completely honest as a race, you'd admit that we weren't the ones that created them in the first place. I hear so many white people say that, quote, the only reason racism still exists is because black people keep bringing it up. So are you saying that if we just stopped talking about it, it would go away? Now, if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say, quote, I'm tired of hearing about racism, I'd be a fairly wealthy man. Final question. If you're so tired of hearing about racism, can you imagine how tired we are of having to deal with it? Once again, you've been listening to Gunshots Straight from the Hip. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not reflective of anyone else. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send me an email to markgunmedia at gmail.com or leave your comments in the space provided below. Thank you for listening. Mark Gunn Media. No hype, no hoopla. Just damn good work.